talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. I'm Jamie. And this week we are recapping season three, episode five, Indian Summer. <laughs> Indian Summer. <laughs> if if anything, at least I'm consistent. So. <laughs> <laughs> that you are, that you are. <laughs> Do you know what an Indian summer is, Jamie? I'm just assuming that it means it's very, 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 very hot. That's what I assumed myself. But I wanted to look up the definition because I just needed confirmation of what it was. Sure, sure. So according to Google, it is a period of unusually dry, warm weather occurring in late autumn. And it also says a period of happiness or success occurring late in life. Hmm. So I never heard that before. So in this episode, they're all sweating their balls off because it's so hot all day and night. And they're constantly sweating. It made me uncomfortable watching it. And um, I don't know. I do remember this episode, though. I have to tell you. I didn't remember everything. I'm very vague on the whole thing with Eve. I do remember her finding a picture and her being in the uh, Graham's house next door. Yeah. But the whole film noir thing was lost on me um, until I rewatched it. So I've I've got an idea of the whole Eve thing because I don't remember. I remember bits and pieces of the episode, but I, I can't remember the fine details. But as we got towards the end, I was like, it's all coming back to me now. Uh, you know, just singing the song in my head. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, my big question until we got the confirmation of that picture way at the end was is she being honest that's what i thought too is she just jerking his chain again i feel like everything she says is a play on seduction yeah she's playing a part like she says she does yeah i I guess i do do that with you dawson i i don't stay in one place very long so when i do i play a part yeah you sure do you hoe bag no (laughs) (laughs) no it's so funny that you said that because at the end when she left and he was like all happy. I was like, is she still lying to him though? Like right. I couldn't take her seriously. I did. And I do I do think she was telling the truth, but I think she was able to just take advantage of him a little bit more because I don't think she's gonna leave. I think she's gonna I don't think this is the end of her. Uh, I think I think you're right. I don't think it's the end of her. I think she comes back a little bit. Cause what it sounds like, I mean, should we talk about it or should we wait until we get to that point? yeah i guess we'll just wait until we get to that episode but um all right well before we start why don't we just do a quick catch-up why don't you um tell everybody that's listening what's been going on with you (laughs) let's see so nothing super super exciting except that i'm planning to get on an airplane for the first time in my life ever very exciting stuff guys this is what i'm excited about right now my cousin is getting married in texas Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i have never been on an airplane before in my life so i am preparing shopping and making lists because we know i like lists (laughs) um (laughs) 
try to figure out what I what I need. And because I'm doing that, I'm like, you know what? Let me just get a passport while I'm at it. And I'm excited for that because that means I'll have the capability to to go somewhere and you know explore. And I feel like that is a really appealing thought. I don't know if I'll ever actually go like go somewhere or not. But the fact of the matter is that I have the capability to do it, and that's what's important right now. <laughs> no, yeah. When you told me that you're getting your, you told me earlier today that you uh, signed up to for to get your passport, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, I've been meaning to do that for like years, and I still haven't done it. And you were just like, signed up for a passport. <laughs> I was like, is it that easy? <laughs> I mean, so the process is really not that bad. I literally downloaded the application, filled it out, mm-hmm. and printed it. And then I made an appointment with my postal service to hand it in, pay whatever I got to pay. They're going to take my picture and they'll send it off to wherever it needs to go. And then I just wait for it to come back and voila, passport book. It's easy. Yeah, sounds like it. (laughs) I'll have to do mine. (laughs) Well, that's cool. I'm happy for you because your birthday is coming up next week, right? Yeah, my birthday is next week. Uh, the 24th of May. Very exciting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't really have anything planned that's coming up. That's always exciting, I guess, when it's your birthday. Yeah, it's always something yeah, forward to. Shopping, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, it's your birthday. Here's a coupon. Jamie, it's your birthday. You get a present a job. Yeah, here's your birthday. Spend money. Okay. <laughs> There's so many places that like restaurants that will give you free food on your birthday you should look into it and see if they'll like you know just drive around on your birthday and just get free food (laughs) my birthday give me cake (laughs) oh i've been wanting cake so bad and i haven't like i have so many cake mixes to just get rid of and i haven't made any and i watched so many baking videos and i want to make brownies i want to make a cream cheese pound cake so why aren't you doing it? Uh, I don't know. I like don't have the time. Maybe this weekend I'll do it. But I don't know. I have to share it with people because I, I'll sit here and just eat the whole thing. See, this is the only downfall because I used to like to do that stuff. I used to bake cakes and make all this stuff. But then when you're the only person that's eating it, it becomes a problem. <laughs> yeah, Justin's on this like diet kick again. So he's like not eating anything bad which is great yeah it's fantastic. <laughs> but like, i don't i mean i probably should cut out sugar completely because it really is probably going to be like the death of me it's not good but like i exercise every day and i do really watch what i eat but i really do think sugar is my it's my vice like i just love like a baked good i like ice cream I like all that bad shit you're not supposed to eat and I can't help it. But like, I, I mean, I, I won't sit there and eat like a whole fucking cake, Jamie. Like I no, <laughs> no like I won't just have like a cake in front of me. Just eat it. You know, you like walk in and out of the kitchen all day. If you're by yourself and you like graze, you know, and by, by the end of the day, you got like half a cake left. So that's kind of like how it is for me, but you know, I am getting older and it's, it is harder to lose weight as you get older. And I don't know, I'm trying my best, but I do need to like be more diligent about it. I keep telling you I'm going to, I have to cut Red Bull out. <laughs> I'm still drinking it. <laughs> you are always saying you're going to cut Red Bull out and you don't ever. 
I know. I need to. It's so bad for you. It's so bad for you. All right. Well, anything else new going on or is that it? Still obsessed with BTS. Still watching my K dramas, C dramas, J dramas. Nothing else has really changed. All right. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. sounds basic. <laughs> yes. How about you? <laughs> Big news, Creek Talkers. We started a Facebook group. Yeah. So if you're on Facebook, go like us, go follow us. Join our we, group. We need friends to talk to. Yeah. So it's not just always Steven and myself talking. <laughs> I know we need engagement, going. <laughs> but it's still brand new. It's, yes. it's only been like, it's almost the first week and we do have a lot of people in there, but it's mostly our friends and family. <laughs> and by a lot of people, he means 30. And while we love the 30 of you that are in our group, thank you. We, we would like more friends so that all of our 30 friends can meet more friends and we can yeah. all just, you know, interact Talk. with each other. Or we have noticed that there are people that are listening who have joined and we appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, that's like exciting. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to start it. And I don't know why I didn't just do this in the very beginning when I started all the other social medias. So I don't know. Next is TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you. <laughs> I have a TikTok and I, I don't, I don't post. I just... I don't either. I posted one thing and I mean, it got a lot of likes, but it's not anything important. I go on TikTok because I like to watch other people's TikToks. That's it. Yeah, exactly. I have a hard time creating reels as it is. So full blown like video clips is just not my thing. Steven's really good at it. You're really good at it. (laughs) Oh, you think I am? (laughs) I think you are. Yeah. The one reel I made (laughs) that Christmas time, (laughs) the scream one, this is all I did. I had the stuff in front of me and I had my camera going like, like this, scanning. <laughs> That's all I did. Well, you're, well, not even just that, but I mean like our, our sound clips that you post. Um, guys, I'm, I can handle technology to a point, but when it comes to making clips and stuff, I don't have the patience for it. Steven, on the other hand, is way more patient than me. He makes those soundbite clips that we have that we've got going on through our social media accounts. And we've got that one where you actually get to see us talk. Our little yeah, there's two video. of them. Uh, there's two of them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. if you watch those, it'll play our, in- our lives that we've done too. Yes, those two. But yeah, join our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, basically this weekend, I really didn't do anything. I went out and I bought buffalo chicken dip because I was asking you how to make it. And you sent me the recipe and I bought everything and I still haven't made it. <laughs> I got excited for a second. I was like, no. oh, did you make it? I still didn't it make good. it. So good. But I will. I'll make it. I'll make it this weekend. Good. And mm-hmm. that's basically it. All right. Well, I'm glad that you got your passport or you're getting your passport getting and in. your birthday's next week. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited that we have a new Facebook group. So we hope everybody joins and gets involved. And yeah, I think that's it for now. I think we can get into this episode. Let's, let's do it. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. Yay! No. <laughs> so excited. All right. Uh, this week we are recapping season three, episode five, Indian Summer, aired October 27th, 1999, directed by Lou Antonia, written by Gina Fator and Tom Capinos. All right. 
So we open in Dawson's bedroom. I can't believe it. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> They're like throwing us off this season with, are they or aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> How rude. Um, we see that Dawson and Pacey are friends again. They made up last episode. They're hanging out and they're sweating their faces off. Yeah. Um, we see Pacey. He's fanning himself with this little desk fan and he's doing the funny Darth Vader voice. And Dawson tells him that he's blocking their tiny little breeze as it is. Pacey's like, this is one of the most abysmal movie nights ever. And Dawson's like, how dare you, Pacey? How dare you? <laughs> so Pacey says that they're two happening young guys in the prime of their lives. You can't find anything better to do than sit in some sweat box in the middle of an armpit stained Indian summer and watch old movies. And he says, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we used to have a couple of really cute girlfriends? And Dawson says that was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Uh, Dawson's like frustrated because he can't get into this film noir stuff. He's trying to write it. I don't even know what it like what that is. All right. Well, let's Google it. Film noir, I feel like, is a was a big thing in like the 30s and 40s. It's like a mystery with like a femme fatale. Sure. What does noir in film mean? All right. So it's French. It means a dark film. Style of filmmaking characterized by such elements as cynical heroes, stark lighting effects, frequent use of flashbacks, intricate plots, and an underlying exis- and an underlying ex- existentialist <laughs> philosophy. Because <laughs> I'm tight. <laughs> uh, notable examples of film noir include the Maltese Falcon, Double Indemnity. Sweet Smell of Success, and Touch of Evil. Why do they call it film noir? It translates to black cinema, and French critics used it to describe Hollywood movies that were saturated with darkness and pessimism not seen before. Oh, okay. Well, to me, I thought it was just like how it was like a mystery thriller type thing, and they always played that crazy jazzy mystery music, and there was like a hot woman in it and a guy and basically what eve is to dawson because everything he says in this opening scene is exactly what eve is doing to him so to get back to what it is pacey says that what we're watching here is the cinema of cynicism which is what i literally just said no self-respecting son of spielberg would feel comfortable in a morally ambiguous world populated with hard-boiled antiheroes and duplicitous femme fatales and Dawson's like, can we reschedule our verbal joust? It's just a really, it's just really hot right now, Pace. <laughs> my brain is melting out of my ears and I just can't rebuttal you right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have to say too, I thought uh, James Vanderbeek looked really cute in the scene. He looked really fit and his hair looked good in this episode. I really didn't notice. I was too busy watching the trickling lines of Pacey's sweat. <laughs> No, you know who looked really <laughs> fucking good in this episode? Uh, <laughs> no, she did. But Jack, Jack. Oh yeah, Jack looked ripped. His arms were huge. Oh I my know. god. <laughs> I was like, what? Maybe I would have came out sooner if I had just like <laughs> took it in. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. All the jacks it. of the world. <laughs> He's so handsome. Um, so Pasty tells him that the movie they're watching is celluloid that a fellow like himself can relate to. And he calls himself a walking, talking, fallible protagonist. And Dawson asks him how the guy in the movie doesn't know that the woman is setting him up for a fall of epic proportions, which is kind of what Eve is trying to do to do to Dawson. Hmm. And Pacey says, because not all of us are immune to the lore of sex as you are. Not all of us would opt for their warm and fuzzy emotional connections over those of a more physical nature. Most of us are just dumb, big guys happy to sell our souls for the slimmest chance of getting some. And Dawson's like, can I quote you on that? And he says, witter, two T's. <laughs> um, when Pacey said that, all I thought about was, I really want to want to have a night with a really dumb guy just a really hot dumb guy i think it would be so fun it's not (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't have to like really not (laughs) i don't i mean i i don't think i'm like the smartest person as it is look i think i'm smart but i'm not like somebody who is gonna be like philosophical and all that bullshit that's not who i am (laughs) justin is very very smart and when he wants to debate, I put up a wall and I'm like, you're talking to the wrong person because I'm not going to do this with you. And it's not my thing. I'll talk to you about like a movie or whatever, but I'm not going to debate anything with you because frankly, things do go over my head. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not an idiot, but things do go over my head a lot. But he's very smart. And I think it would be fun just to be with a really dumb, hot guy once and just see how it goes. (laughs) So, okay, now go ahead, explain. (laughs) Uh, From my own experience. Okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. (laughs) It's not fun. It actually, like, detracted his hotness. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I lost interest. (laughs) I couldn't... I we had like a party this is a long time ago we had like a party and he came to see me and it was all fine until he just got dumber and the night went on I don't I literally at one point I pretended to like fall asleep but wait (laughs) was he like that hot that you couldn't even make out with him because he was that dumb no so I don't remember what it was what our conversation was um, but something it had occurred and it just shut down and I was yeah. just like, I'm no longer interested. And that was it. I don't care how hot he was. <laughs> well, your first mistake was talking to him. You should have just <laughs> jumped right into things. <laughs> I'm not that type. Sorry. <laughs> I would have been like, I would have put my like finger right to his lips and be like, shh, let's Stop just go. Talking. You're ruining this. Let's just go. <laughs> just, just pretend that you're mute. I don't need to talk. <laughs> let's go do a different kind of i don't talk know i looks aren't that big of a deal for me i just need somebody who has half a brain i agree i i couldn't be with a really dumb person either because it's just it would make me lose brain cells it's not that i just don't have the patience and i know my limits you know what i mean i have i have a lot i only have so much patience and yeah then i get I agree. really impatient and then when i get impatient i come off as rude or bitchy and I'm not trying to be. I'm just, damn it, I got stuff to do, you know? <laughs> so I <laughs> just, I don't know. It didn't work for me. 
Well, I don't think the odds of it happening to me are going to happen anytime soon. So. Fair. I don't know. I always think about that hot construction guy at work, and I wonder, wonder if he was these really are, dumb. These are just he was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the crush that got away. <laughs> he was your eye candy, and that was that was pretty much it. He was just there to fill up your fantasies during the middle of the day when you needed to check out for five minutes. You know. <laughs> oh my god! It really was Jamie. I remember just like. I was like, oh, I hope he's down. I hope he's down in the basement. I hope he's downstairs working because I always saw him downstairs. Did you say you always smell him or saw him? (laughs) No, I always saw him. I really do think that he knew that I was into him, though, because there I mean, you were obvious, even though I was so obvious. (laughs) And I'm obvious looking around going, who? (laughs) I remember at one point I had my back to the to the glass. So like we could see out into like where the elevators are. And It was you were one of our friends and they said, oh, Stephen, there's your there's your hot construction guy. And I feel like we all literally turned around and looked at him and he was like, and I remember him like smiling. And I was like, he knows like he totally knows. (laughs) Those were fun days. (laughs) And then I remember another time, I think I even told it before I walked, I walked into the bathroom. I may have purposely done it because I knew that he went in there and I walked in. And he was coming out and I, I just like got just like, <gasps> and he started like laughing and I was like, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> sorry, my brain shut down. I short circuited for a moment there. <laughs> oh my God. He's so hot. Every time I would see him, I'd be like, oh, this, this man, uh, oh. <laughs> so hot. Even them construction workers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know oh baby with that hard hat <laughs> construction workers are smart though they have to they have to be what they're dealing with all that math jesus <laughs> all the measuring <laughs> i wasn't saying he wasn't stupid i was just saying hard hat you know i don't know <laughs> i'll never see him ever again jamie I'll never, never say never you never know maybe it'll be a <sighs> duplicitous moment is that what they say is that the right word no no duplicitous is something no. else serendipitous no. Serendip- that's the word <laughs> you said duplicitous because i said it already <laughs> that's why i was stuck in my head <laughs> you know what i was trying to say i know what you meant um all right so pacey goes to leave he says he's gonna hang out in his father's air-conditioned squad car and dawson gives up on the movie and he turns off the tv and he goes and he looks out the window and he sees somebody and grams his house with like a a flashlight like a break-in yeah and he in calls nine one- less where in people don't lock their doors well we we see later who it was and that how they entered but uh dawson calls the police he goes outside to investigate himself and we see the window open and a flared leg gene comes out <laughs> and it's eve and she jumps out the window and she bumps into dawson and she like flies on the ground and she goes and takes off her hat, which I thought was a mask at first. She goes and takes off her hat and she's like, oh, hi, Dawson. Blink, 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 blink. <laughs> and then he's just kind of like, Eve? He doesn't say anything. We cut to the opening credits. Do you find it interesting that um, this is not the first time that we've caught Eve like trespassing on somebody else's personal property? Oh, yeah, because the first time was his house, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not surprised. And like later in the episode, <laughs> we find out where she's been squatting. <laughs> like how? Keyword, squatting. 
I know. When we get to that scene, I'll explain like the confusion that I've had with it. So, all right. So now we are in Dawson's bedroom now with Eve and he's putting like a bandaid on her elbow. He's really upset. He's like, explain yourself. And she says, thanks to your nosy neighbor antics, I fell down and went boom. And she <laughs> says it in a little baby voice. And I literally gagged and wanted to throw up. Everything she says in this entire scene makes mm. me want to gag because I uh-huh. can't stand her anymore. I'm like over it. I'm over her. This whole, yeah, this whole scene with her really annoyed me. Um, she's like, kiss it and make a battle, make a battle. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up, Eve. But she's trying to, like, do this thing so that he doesn't get mad. Whatever. You know, she's trying yeah. to, like, she's, what is she trying to do? Seduce him, I guess. I don't know. She's just trying to distract him from distract his him. questions. Yeah. That's it. Distract him. Trying to distract him from his. <laughs> so he tells her that he actually called the police and that they'll be there at any second. And she's like, okay, I'll spill. And she goes and lays down on Dawson's bed. Or she, like, climbs up on his bed, like, real, like, seductively. And, oh, also, throughout this whole, like, scene and leading up to her jumping out the window, we hear this fun, like, music that's playing that's very film noir. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I loved that they did this through the whole episode. I really did. I loved it. Um, so she goes... We didn't want you to find out this way, but me and Jen were having ourselves quite the torrid little affair. And Dawson's like, whatever, Eve, just what did you do? And she's like, we have sleepovers, late night pillow fights, brushing each other's hair, tickling each other's arms, all that groovy stuff. Girls doing pretty pink runes behind closed doors. And Dawson's like, Eve, there was a breaking. There was an entering and there was a flashlight. All that's missing is the ski mask. And I was like, she was wearing a mask. I thought she was wearing a mask. And she's like, good God, not even the suggestion of teen lesbianism can get you off my case. And she tries to come on to him again. And he's just really not having it. So he's like, you tell me your version or I tell the police mine. And she's like, fine, do what your big bleeding heart wants, Dawson. But here's a filthy four letter word for you. And don't you dare blush. PSAT, baby. (laughs) I hated when she said that. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Me too. I'm like, oh, oh, she went there. I know. Really went there. Like he really can't get in trouble for it. They have no proof that he even has it. So I didn't like proof at all. I'd be like, do whatever you want, you dummy. (laughs) I don't even have it. (laughs) I'd be like, you got you got proof? You gotta put it on camera somewhere that you handed me some manila folder. And what's she going to do? Go to the school and tell the principal on him? Like, he'd be like, who are you? You don't even go here. Right? (laughs) Why are you coming at me about something that happened forever ago? Yeah. At this point. That he knew nothing about. So he's like, is that some kind of a threat? And he's like, you know, you're the one who stole the test. And she's like, and you accepted it. And we hear the police knocking on the door downstairs. And she tells him that she gets a thrill out of making things profoundly uncomfortable for him and his sweet Valley high extras that he calls his friends, which was a fun little callback to her being on sweet Valley high. So, yeah, I like that. We had the sweet Valley high reference and I love that there was star Wars references in the very beginning. It made me very happy. 
<laughs> I did a happy dance. I really did like this episode. I have to tell you, I thought it was fun and it wasn't boring. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun innuendos throughout the whole episode. And um, nobody really irked me. And I don't know. I just thought it was like a fun, a, a fun episode that they had. Know. You know what irked me? How sweaty everyone is and not one person complained about how stinky they probably were at the same time. <laughs> well, well, that and how it's so fucking hot and some of them were wearing like long sleeves and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, this isn't this isn't right. Everybody's sweating and they're all wearing like jackets. Heavy. Except for like a couple of main people who are wearing like skimpy clothes. But I mean, Joey doesn't show any skin really, except for the one time she wears some shorts and a tank top. <laughs> and yeah, uh mostly Jen. Jen's the one who's wear- who wears a lot. Jen's of wearing the most clothes. Yeah. I don't know. She looked so cute in the scene where she's in the high school. She's got that like tie-dye looking dress on. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, I liked her in that a lot. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Hen- Henry. I think almost had like a coronary. Yeah. He was like, uh, Jack, I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go change my pants. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was alluding to, but thank you for saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just in case people weren't picking on. <laughs> they weren't picking up what you were putting down, Stephen, but I got your back. We, we like to actually just tell the joke instead of, you know, whatever. <laughs> So Dawson goes down to answer the door and we see that it's Deputy Doug. I got so excited. I was like, Dougie! I know, he's back. I haven't seen Dougie in forever. I know, I don't even think we saw him all last season at all. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think he was. Poor, poor Doug. So Dawson apologizes and he tells him that it was actually Jen sneaking in the window. She didn't want to disturb Graham, so he's lying. And Doug just walks right in his house and he's like looking all around the house with his flashlight. And... He's like, are you sure about that, Dawson? And Dawson just, he's yesing him to death. So he like finally leaves and he shuts the door. Dawson goes back upstairs and Eve's gone. We cut to Jack and Jen laying on a blanket in the grass in the park near the water. And Jack's wearing this really nice blue tank top that I really wanted. And his arms looked huge. And um, I just couldn't stop staring at them. (laughs) I was like, he looks so hot right now um side note the only thing i could think about during the scene when they're laying on that grass was the big ass giant water bugs that look like fucking cockroaches that are always down on the waterfront in wilmington north carolina we would see them every night when we would go out downtown and they would just they would like crawl over your feet it was so disgusting even at one point in our hotel there was one on the wall in the bathroom when our my two friends that i went with they went to do their extra work that night and i was by myself in the hotel they um (laughs) i went to go to the bathroom and there was a bug near the vent and i freaked the fuck out because i didn't want to go near it it was huge jamie and i thought it was a cockroach but they told me a million times that it was a water bug that the water bugs are huge in north carolina uh, because of all the water. And I mean, I said, whatever, I'm not touching it. So we had one of the people come up and they killed it. <laughs> but it grossed me out. I like bugs like that grossed me out. But um, all I could think about was how they were laying on that grass and the bugs that were probably crawling around the grass. And 
probably like crawled on them at some point. I wouldn't be surprised, but that's all I could think about. It was so gross. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I, I feel know. buggy now. I don't. Now you're now you're going to look around your your office. <laughs> like, like where are the right? little water bugs? You know, we got the little skinny ones and uh, my jumping spiders because apparently <laughs> that's what my house has is jumping spiders. The that very quick. <laughs> The one that jumped off the wall to its death on your desk. Oh my God. Yes. That was a good 45 minutes of our time that I had to cut out. <laughs> I was like, Jamie, we got to go. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I can't. I can't. I, can't. I just, and you're sending me pictures of a dead bug on your desk. Well, I knew, I just knew. Right. So he was just coming along the wall and I'm watching him come closer and closer to me. And I'm like, bro, you better stay up there. And no, what did this thing do? It literally jumped to its death, you guys. It jumped off the wall onto my desk and died. Like it committed suicide. <laughs> I've never seen a spider I do was like, that. I don't, I don't know think that's it, true, Jane. <laughs> I literally watched it do it. I don't know what it was doing. I don't know if it thought maybe it had, maybe it, maybe it thought that it attached its web to the wall and it wasn't secure. So when it leapt and there was no nothing to catch it, it just done um <laughs> that was the craziest thing i've ever seen so i freaked out for a minute because you know spider a minute it was longer than a minute <laughs> this is the short version of what happened are you kidding me i i don't do spiders spiders are cool as long as they're like over there away from me doing its business it- minding its own business over there away from me I killed one the other night in my room. I saw it coming down on its web from my mm-hmm. ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I went like this real quick. I just grabbed it with my hands. And then I just ah, went and you touched it. <laughs> I grabbed it. Yeah. And I, I didn't even feel it. And then I went into the bathroom and I opened it and it was still alive. And then I just like, <laughs> I put it in the sink and I started running the water. Ah, it was still alive in your hands. Like you felt it crawling around in your no, hands. I didn't ah, feel it. I was like, oh literally God, like this. No, 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 no. I was like, I'm traumatized. Trauma. trauma. I, don't I don't think about it. I just do it. Uh, it's your manly instincts. <laughs> Mice, I'm not good with. I turn into uh, such a fucking lunatic. Because, like, we have three cats. So they're. Mice are stupid then. <laughs> they should be going into your house. If yeah. You many cats. So one Saturday, I was like, cleaning and I went to go vacuum and I thought it was one of their toys and I fucking touched it Jamie I screamed and I called my sister and I was like freaking I'm like thinking about it now I want to throw up and I was like I can't believe I just touched it and my sister's cracking up on the phone laughing at me and (laughs) I put on like rubber gloves I had like a bag and I was like trying to get something to pick it up so that I have to touch it and I'm like getting closer to it It was like stiff as a board too because I was dead (laughs) And so rigor mortis has started to work. Okay. <laughs> and then another morning I, I woke up and I was just in my normal routine. I woke up, I turned on my laptop for work. I go to feed the cats and I walk by and there's a dead mouse right next to my computer chair. So they like left me a gift. Cause I remember I, I locked them out of the room that night. Cause I heard them like running around and I was like, I am not going to deal with one of these fucking cats coming in my bed with a mouse because I will lose my fucking mind. And when I hear them like freaking out, I shut the door and lock them out. I'm like, they're not coming in. Yeah. But they, be damned if they chase that in my bedroom. 
I mean, the mouse could easily get in my bedroom from underneath the door, but um, I don't know. I, I locked them out. I woke up. I didn't even think about it. I walked by and I see it and I freaked the fuck out. I was like, <gasps> like, I think about it and it grosses me out, but I don't know. We have traps and stuff set up, but knock on wood. I haven't seen any. And Maybe they caught a clue. <laughs> I haven't seen any in a while, but. They kept sending, uh, <laughs> what is, what is that? From the Hunger Games <laughs> tributes. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I guess it could be tributes, but I was going to say that the mice kept going, oh, so-and-so, like, Bob never came back. <laughs> Rescue mission. And they never got to abort it because, you know, they'd get halfway into your kitchen and the cats are on them like white on rice, you know, and they can't have time to yell abort, abort. It's just over. They're pinned in the corner somewhere (laughs) with three cats. It's so funny. It's always like, it's always Scaredy Cat, our oldest one. And it's always Little Nugget, our youngest one. Kitty Purry, the middle one. She just like, she won't even go near it. She's like, she doesn't even like touch it. She's afraid. But the other two are like, big predators they'll like go after them but, um so back to jack and jen he's telling her about an article that he's read that there's this thing in the sky oh my it's so un, it's so unimportant he's like talking about something that's in the sky about something that astronomy students could use and she's like you expecting to believe that there's a big disco ball that's orbiting the earth right now and he yeah, I thought that was up, weird i've i've like thought he was maybe talking about the north star how people use that for navigation purposes but i don't know what he was talking about yeah, but it's a random piece of dialogue uh, yeah. so he sits up and he wants to start leaving and she pulls him back down and she's like not before the main event she's like we got this she's like we got the stars we got the moonlight it's perfect and he says yeah lying in the grass on a hot indian summer night with your gay best friend that's your definition of perfect She's like, a girl could do worse. And he says, you can't tell me there isn't someone else you'd rather be stargazing with. And she's like, all right, Matt Damon. And he just starts laughing. And then she says, uh, how about Ben Affleck? He's got that scruffy indie cred appeal. And he says, no comment. Besides, I was talking more about like Henry, for instance. And she's like, the freshman. And he reminds her that he paid $500 just to kiss her. She has to admit that it was sweet. She tells him that it's the sweet ones that you got to look out for, that they'll run you over like a Mack truck. Foreshadowing. I don't remember what happens between them. So I'm assuming that he runs her over with a Mack truck. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's the one that ends up screwing the relationship up. I'm trying to remember if he like leaves... Or if he starts to like, they like something happens like school wise, I think. And then they end up breaking up. I don't remember if it's because of distance or if he met someone else. I don't remember. Oh, it's not important. I, I remember that it like left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth and I was very displeased with how he handled things. That's all I really remember. Well, because the writers want you to like Jen and not not him. Right. But we'll see what happens, how it plays out. So Jack says Henry is harmless and he basically worships her. <laughs> and she says he's a teenage boy. He'd worship anything in a wonder bra. And she lays on his like huge muscle. And she says, besides, I'm already sleeping with the best looking guy on the football team. And she's being like really flirty with them. It's kind of cute, but it made me like a little uncomfortable. <laughs> 
I remember this one time <laughs> before I was out. I was I was out to dinner with this girl that I I kind of liked her. I was so confused, Jamie. I don't know. We were like on a date and then we were like walking around and she was like getting close to me. Because that's and what you do on a date. <laughs> I know. And I was sort of like, oh, this is weird. Because you were I'm put like, off on it, right? Huh? You were put off because you weren't really into her. It's not even that I was put off by it. I was just sort of like, uh, I don't like to be touched. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. You never want to be touched. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well, I remember even when I first started touch- touching Justin, <laughs> when I first started <laughs> dating Justin. <laughs> You didn't want PDA? Oh, maybe you're just weird. All right. <laughs> I don't think it's weird that I want PDA. I'm just not into PDA. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a I'm very not. private person. And I don't, I'm sure. not like, I don't really like put my like. Self flaunt it. Yeah. It's not even that I'm not flaunting it. I just, I don't even like to hold hands. You know, I'm just like. I don't know. I just remember we were walking. We were on like a date and he was walking and he put his arm around me and I was like, can you not do that? And I think he got offended. And I was just like, it's just like a little too much. Well, first of all, it's it's a little hard to walk next to somebody that close because then you're like, you have to really pay attention to your steps and make sure your steps are in line. Otherwise, it's like this awkward teeter totter thing. Um <laughs> Well, now now if he does it it doesn't bother me because it's like we've been together for so long but like right right but i thought of this moment with jen being so touchy-feely with jack and i just remember her putting her arm through my arm when we were walking like sort of like you know what i mean and but i could tell she was being flirty and i was just like oh i don't like this i don't like this at all i don't like that she's touching me um not touching but i uh, guess for them it's comfortable because they're best friends yeah yeah they would probably be fine um i don't know i'm trying to think if i was ever like a pda person you never would have found me in the corner stuck in face with that person like that for sure but i feel like there's like an extent to pda like hand holding is cute and you know like a kiss goodbye but like i feel like if you're gonna be making out sitting on somebody's lap in a corner somewhere you should probably just go home <laughs> well i i get a room okay nobody wants to see it i'm gonna sound like such a hypocrite right now because i hate pda but there's this one time i was so drunk out of my mind <laughs> and i was seeing this girl and so my ex-friend was with us at the time so we all decided to like meet my brother and his then girlfriend at the time who's now his wife at this other bar and me and this girl that I was like seeing, we were just like making out in the middle of the bar. <laughs> and my friend, my ex-friend was getting all mad at, at me. And she was telling my sister-in-law, like, ew, look at him. I can't believe he's doing this in front of everybody. And Jimmy, drunk. <laughs> I was so drunk. Yeah, like, because otherwise I would never even do it because it's just not my thing. But I always, <laughs> she was so mad. <laughs> She wouldn't even drive me home. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, whatever. But I just remember my sister-in-law being like, oh, she was so mad at you, Stephen. And I was like, for what? She was like, because you were making out with your girlfriend in the middle of the bar. She was getting so bent out of shape. And I was like, whatever. I was like, I was so drunk. I was like, I don't even remember what happened. But so I guess when I'm sober, 
I'm not into PGA, but when I'm really drunk, I don't give a shit about anything. (laughs) (laughs) All's fair in love and war. (laughs) All's fair in love and beer. Yeah. I'm like losing my voice. So Jen tells Jack that best friends are nothing to sneeze at. And she brings up that, that she remembers when she met Joey and Dawson and how envious she was of what they had in all their history. Jack says, until all the boyfriend-girlfriend stuff kicked in. And Jen says, well, that's what's so great about us. Sex will never come between you and me. And then at that moment, the sprinklers come on and they're like getting all wet. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know why they moved and they got up so quickly and were like, oh my God, I'm getting wet. If it's as hot as they say, I I would think that the sprinkler would have been a welcome, you know, surprise. I thought the same thing. I was like, just lay there. Water. I thought that was the main event because she said the main event in the beginning of the conversation. Mm. I know. What was the main event? Was there a meteor shower that was supposed to happen and they just oh. got the clue in the audience? No, I, I thought it was the sprinklers. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. But if it was, if that was the main event, they wouldn't have gotten up so fast to run around. A lot of confusion in their conversation. Um, or is that continuity, guys? You got to inform the audience as to what's happening. <laughs> so now we're at the boat gas station and... We see Rob watching Joey from inside his little office. She's cleaning someone's boat. So he comes out and he offers her a soda and he tells her to take a break. And she says, I'm fine. And she like, really, she really hates this guy. Mm-hmm. So he insists and he says, it would look very bad on the Logan family if you got heat stroke and died. And she's like, it's nice to know you care. So she takes the soda and she sits down and she, she like takes her little break. And he says, how can it be this hot? It's 730 in the morning. So he takes off his shirt and he throws it at Joey. He's not even attractive. He's not at all. He's not cute at all. He's such a skeevy person. He's so skeevy. (laughs) Creep alert. Yeah, he's such a creep. So she's completely grossed out. And he says, no, he asks her if him being shirtless is going to offend her delicate sensibilities. So she throws the shirt back at him with like this pole. Yeah, she doesn't even touch it, which I don't blame her. I wouldn't either. <laughs> she goes, I'll probably swoon with excitement, which I didn't understand that line. And she says, but because I need this job, I'll choose to look the other way. And at this point, he asks her out again. And she says, oh, Joy, is this the part of our workday where you get inappropriate? And he says, that depends on what your answer is. And she says, ask me again in two years when I'm legal. He says, some other lucky lady is going to take take me up on my offer. And she'll be green with envy. I don't even know why she entertained that idea. Me ask either. me again in two years when I'm like legal. How about ask me never? <laughs> I guess it was just for us to... Know that she's not legal. No, but he's just a, he's just a skis. I mean, it, you're right. Because it does. It kind of puts... She gives it that opportunity to put it out there. Like, huh, for, did you forget? I'm not of legal age and you're going to go to jail. You know? Um, although apparently every time this happens in Cape side, nobody goes to jail. So no, no, I don't know. what Dougie, I don't know what Dougie's doing over there, but Dougie and the sheriff are just not, you know, doing their, their jobs, protecting the youth of Cape side <laughs> at all. No. And this creep just gets away with it. He's so no. she could have so many lawsuits, sexual harassment lawsuits against this guy. Like, uh, I don't know. But I mean, she's always alone. She doesn't, she would have to like get proof. You're right. You're right. So 
he starts squirting her with a hose and she's screaming at him to stop. And he says, are all teenage girls as uptight as you are? And she says, no, just the ones with half a brain. And she's like completely soaked. No. Also, she looked really cute in her outfit. She was wearing these like green shorts and this like her blue work shirt, I guess. It said Joey. Mm-hmm. She had it tied like in the middle, like a half shirt, I guess. She looked cute in everything in this episode. <laughs> Joey, this episode reminded me a lot she's of just, season one, Joey. He's so tan. Yeah, she's very tan. I used to be tan. <laughs> well, the summer's coming. I'm not going to, please, let's be real. <laughs> I don't do well in the heat. I would need like so much sunscreen. <laughs> You'd be blinded by the light. That's how pale I am. Okay. I'm like, my skin is white as the snow, except for when I'm hot. Cause then it gets red and you can thank my Irish and German blood for that. <laughs> <laughs> my Eastern Europe. I know. <laughs> what did you say you were again? I forgot. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold it's on. Like I have it. Bosniak or something. Uh, no, I no. Hold on. I don't remember. Where's my ancestry? Here we go. Oh, the Balkans. Of Balkans, yeah. <laughs> You're Balkanian. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Nobody cares about my ethnic I know, we're going to cut all of this out. <laughs> I don't care. So now we cut to Dawson, and he is trying to track down who Eve is. So he's, like, asking the receptionist at school. She's, like, she's not even enrolled here. Like somebody's playing a joke on you. He mm-hmm. goes to the strip club and he's like, if you're underage and you're asking me about someone who's underage, then I would get in trouble. So uh, she wouldn't be working here in that case. And he's like, all right, well, who is Eve? So he can't find her at school. She's not really a student. He can't find her at the strip club. But we know that she worked there. because She was wearing a wig and she was serving drinks. So I don't know why he couldn't give him that information. It's still a mystery. <laughs> he is the Eve Enigma. She's an enigma, yeah. Eve the Enigma. So we cut to Jack and Henry, and they're rushing the practice. Henry stops in the middle of the hallway because he, he sees Jen, and he tells Jack not to look. So we cut to Jen. This is the scene where she looked really, really cute in that dress. Hey, pretty girl. Yeah, that would have oh, been perfect. No, yeah. Hey, pretty girl. It looks really good, yeah. And she's eating one of those like popsicles. The red yeah, red. it was one of the they're the fire firecracker ones. Yeah, I like those too. They're really good, but it looked huge. Didn't it look like a really big popsicle? It was like extra thick. It was yeah. It was very girthy. <laughs> yeah, they were. They're called bomb pops. Yeah, it was like I feel like they purposely did it because they wanted to show her like like she was blowing this popsicle. <laughs> Uh, Henry's going bonkers and Jack says, you think she looks good in that? You should see her in a towel. So Jen walks (laughs) up to Jack and Henry and she's like, the ice cream man's right outside. And she offers them both a lick of her popsicle, which I thought was completely disgusting. Come on, Jen Lindley, COVID. Yeah, they didn't have COVID in 98 or whatever year (laughs) we're in right now. But even the thought of somebody like licking my popsicle grosses me out. It's the same with ice cream. Like, I don't want to share ice cream or like cereal. That's disgusting. I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know. Um, no, I don't know. Nah. Popsicles. I just don't like to share to begin with, but 
Yeah, me either. Depends on who it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it was Terry, I'd probably be grumpy about it because I don't like to share, but I would let him have some of my popsicle. Oh, I would tell Justin to get his own. I'd be like, go get your own. Cause, cause I know him, he would bite the whole thing and I'd never have any more left. <laughs> oh, well that's, that's a different story. Okay. Yeah. We're talking like one lick of the popsicle. No, I don't would. like to share with him with certain things either because he's the same way. He'll like eat half of it in one bite. Yeah. I'm like, all right, rude. Listen, big mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How about we share some for Jamie? <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing. So Jen tells them both, suit yourself. And she goes to leave. Henry's getting frustrated and he tells Jack, do you see what happens to me and why I can't ask her out? She gets within three feet of me and my hard drive crashes. (laughs) And he says, if he asks her out, he'd probably hurl all over her like that kid in South Park. So Jack comes up with this plan so that Henry doesn't have to ask Jen out directly. Mm. He says, what if it was like kismet? You're both at the exact same place at the exact same time. Uh, Cut to downtown now. And Doug is giving out parking tickets. Dougie Doug. Uh, We see that Dawson is following Doug. He shows up and he asks Doug if he could ask him a hypothetical. So he tells Doug that he's writing a screenplay, a film noir with a cop protagonist, and he needs help with the procedural part and a femme fatale that's pretty much disappeared. So he asks Doug, how would a law enforcement professional go about finding someone who doesn't want to be found? And Doug pretty much tells them to go look at the laundromat because everyone has to do their laundry, which I didn't understand. I didn't understand it. Well, I thought it was smart. I thought it was smart, at least... In the event that this person wasn't a local. That makes sense. Right. If she was a if she was a local, she most likely had that stuff in her own house and didn't have to use a laundromat unless she was living alone in an apartment or something and it didn't come equipped with it. Also a probability. But seeing as how she's not a local and she's just kind of flittering through town, it would make sense she would use a laundromat to do her laundry. Otherwise, how would she she'd be very stinky, especially with this heat. So it made sense. I thought it was smart. <laughs> That does make sense. I will give it that much. You're welcome. No. <laughs> so, so we cut the laundromat and we see Dawson sitting outside on a bench and he's like staking it out. And Pacey comes over. He gives Dawson a drink because it's so hot out. And he says, obsession is not a pretty thing, my friend. And Dawson says, doesn't it bother you? And he says, what? That we don't know all about Eve? So Pacey gives him some advice. He says, there are some women who will walk onto the movie set that is your life and function solely as day players. They'll remain an impenetrable mystery. And he says, Eve barged into his life and stirred things up for her own amusement. So Pacey reminds Dawson that Eve tried going where no girl has ever gone before. Dawson says, synopsize with me. (laughs) She works in a strip club, but she doesn't. She says she goes to their school, but she doesn't. She appears, she disappears without any rhyme or reason. So Pacey tells him to simmer down. He says, we'll take a trip down to the video store and rent a film noir. The one with Matt Dillon, where he has that really outstanding threesome with Nev Campbell and that chick from Starship Trooper. That chick Starship from Starship Troopers. Troopers. Starship Troopers. Uh, that chick also was. a classic. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, that chick was Denise Richards and the movie is called Wild Things. And I remember I saw that in the movie theaters and it really is a hot movie. And you see Kevin Bacon's penis. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> you should say Good it. for Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. 
So Dawson's down with his plan. They both get up to leave. And Pacey says, my brother, he gave you the laundromat speech, didn't he? And he starts cracking up. So we see Eve and the film noir music is playing. Should I just say noir? I shouldn't keep saying film noir, right? <laughs> You're like, I don't care. I don't, I don't know. Um, we see that she's wearing this like light blue, baby blue bra top and short shorts. She looks really good. Brittany Daniel looks really, really good. I have to say. I just kept wanting to give her a hamburger. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, she doesn't need a hamburger. She eats the same popsicle that Jen was eating, which I thought was funny because of what we find out later. Right. Um, true. Very yeah. true. Although I'm really impressed that Jen was able to get her popsicle from home to school without it melting in that blistering heat. I just no, thought she would have gotten it from a... No, she said when she walked in, she said the ice cream man's right outside. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's the details, Jamie. I forgot. You're right. I totally forgot about the ice cream man. Probably because we didn't um, actually see him. So Dawson and Pacey see her. They're hiding behind the fountain that's downtown. I know exactly where this was, by the way. Um... Pacey says he disagrees with Doug's laundromat theory. He'd much rather go along with his father's pin the town suspect. Pacey tells Dawson to watch and learn. So he walks away and he's basically going to go follow Eve. And Dawson, I guess, follows him. I don't know. We don't really see that. We cut to Joey at work again. All of her scenes were at the boat gas station this week. (laughs) I know, except for the one time she goes to the movie theater. She's on the dock. She's like doing something with this big crab cage. I thought she was, it looked like she was like catching crabs. I don't know. We hear someone ringing the bell for gas and we see that it's Rob and she's like very funny. And he tells her he's not kidding. He has his father's boat and he wants her to fill her up. He says he doesn't want to get gas all over himself because he's on a date. So she tells him that he may have gone a little overboard on the CK (laughs) one. Do you remember CK one? Yes and no. Don't ask me what it smells like because I don't know. But I remember the, I remember it being popular. I still have it. Of course you do. <laughs> I still have it. Does that mean you never wear it? No, I don't really wear cologne. I still have all my old colognes. I just don't I never wear cologne anymore. I used to wear it in high school. But CK1 was marketed to be um, a unisex cologne. Mm. So it was for everyone. Yeah, never. Or did I? No. I should go get it. I kind of want to sm- see what it smells like now. Should I go get it real quick? Yeah, get it. Okay. <laughs> I want to see the bottle. Oh, that's right. Because it's Calvin Klein. Yeah, I never had this. I don't think it's supposed to be that color. I don't either. No. <laughs> I just looked it up and it's like a clearer color. Yeah. Oh. Still smells the same. Okay. It's weird. Good old Calvin Klein. Wow. I'm in ninth grade again. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling this. Took you back, huh? Yeah. CK1. And that's not P. That's literally the (laughs) cologne. There is another one called CKB that was in a black bottle, but I never had that. My sister had that. I didn't have it. The only ones that I ever really wore, though, is it was a Tommy Hilfiger one, like Tommy Girl or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I only wore that during the winter because it's kind of strong. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, it's Nolly from PacSun. And it's green. And that's that's my scent. I remember I worked at, it was my junior year of high school. Like I, that's, that's how long I've been wearing this perfume. I, I've had it once, fell in love with it. And it's just something that I keep buying. Um, 
I worked at day camp and I remember um, I was walking down the hill to meet up or with my kids or whatever. And then we were walking around to go towards the pool, which I would just, that's when they handed me all their Tamagotchis and I would play with their Tamagotchis <laughs> while they were swimming in the You'd pool. Feed them and not kill them. <laughs> yeah. I always had them interacting with each other and making friends. One of them ended up making like another one. They had like a baby and they named it after me. Cause I, I basically raised their Tamagotchis. But anyways, um, <laughs> one of them was like, behind me or in front of me I don't remember which way the wind was blowing but they basically like turned I think they were in front of me but the wind was blowing like the opposite direction so they turned around and was like I thought I smelled you and I'm like what and they're like you always smell so good and I'm like oh (laughs) that's always a compliment it is it was that and they um they would always recognize me by my shoelaces because I had at the time my gray etnies and my etnies had these hot pink shoelaces and they were like i knew you were coming down the hill i saw your shoelaces <laughs> oh you you, you saw those hot pink you couldn't miss me i had like hot pink shoelaces and apparently i smell good so it was really funny you <laughs> know it's funny good. i people tell me that um that i always smelled good too they'll be like what are you wearing and i go I'm, i don't wear yeah i go deodorant because that's what i wear <laughs> i go it's my deodorant I don't, I don't wear cologne i don't know i just over the years, I just didn't really like the smell of cologne. It's too much. I, I agree. I, Terry doesn't wear cologne really either. He just wears deodorant. And I love the, de- the whatever deodorant he buys. I feel like I could live in his armpit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it smells so good. Come here. Yeah, Justin tells me all the time, too. He goes, you smell really good. I'm like, it's my deodorant. <laughs> but um, if it's another spice, you know, it is it's my old spice, pure sport. See, I think that's the one he uses. It probably is. <laughs> it smells so good. I have a, a quick cologne story real quick. So I always used to tell Justin, whatever cologne he was wearing the night we met, that it smelled really good. And like he would wear it. And I would, I would always say like, oh, it smells like New Year's. Because like that was when we met. And I'll smell it sometimes. And I get that like. Nostalgia. I, yeah, I just yeah. remember that. But Scent is a very powerful very powerful uh sense scent is a very powerful sense <laughs> yeah i mean it is it's one of your one of your main senses it's one of your five senses unless you've got the whole eye thing going on up here um it's just one of those things like music or mm-hmm. like yeah like you smell chocolate chip cookies what do you think of i think or, don't they say that like scent is the strongest one to to bring back memories or to initiate a memory or a thought um there's something about just your olfactory senses, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if I say so. Yeah. If you will. <laughs> yeah, I believe all that stuff. Because, yeah, like you smell one thing and it's like it can take you directly back to a certain time. So Rob tells Joey, he says, wait till you see her, Potter. She's a cutie about your age, too. Better dress her, though. Not so uptight about showing off a little skin. And she rolls her eyes. He says, I'm going to get so lucky tonight. And I wrote, he is so disgusting. He is very disgusting. By the way, totally, totally forgot about who it is. I was sitting there racking my brain going, who was it that he's got a date with? Who is dumb enough to go out with this sleazeball? Oh, I knew it was Andy. I forgot. One, I was like, it has to be Andy because she hasn't been in this episode yet. And two, <laughs> they show her in the clip on HBO Max. They show her in the movie theater. with him. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, you cheated. <laughs> I was like, oh, she goes out. He goes out with Andy. I didn't. Yeah, I watched it on Hulu instead of HBO. So 
I think I think the clip that I see is of Henry's face. I see Henry. So. Joey says, don't tell me you actually found a high school girl so riddled with insecurities that she'd fall for your minor league humpered humpered impersonations. And I don't even know who that is. Hmm. And she's filling up the tank and we see Andy come out from below deck. <laughs> that part of the boat was really cool. I was like, I kind of want to look on that boat now. Uh, Andy says hi to Joey and she tells her that she met Rob at the country club that day because her dad is thinking about joining and Joey looks shocked. She says she didn't know they, that they knew each other. And Andy says that Rob went to the same prep school with Tim. Andy asks Rob if he knew that they were friends and he says that he had a, a suspicion. After all, it is a small town. And Joey asks Andy where money bags is taking her all the way to the Bahamas and back. And Andy's like, mm, just to the movies. It's too hot to do anything else. And Rob says, almost anything else. And Andy's like, that wasn't a sexual overture, was it? At least she's aware. I know. You know, and it kind of bothers me a little bit. This is a slightly off topic, but you notice that every time, no matter where they are inside and outside, they always look like they're sweating to death. Did Capeside not believe in air conditioning? Just curious. I know, because Dawson's Rivers didn't have one. Oh. He's bringing one over to Graham's later. So I don't know. I, I mean, we had we had central air for like a long, long time in our house. Like in the 90s. Yeah. So central air was like a thing. I don't know. It doesn't even have to be central. I mean, window units are perfectly fine and they're nice because you can pop them in and pop them out. Well, I mean, it's they're kind of heavy, but you know, you pop them in and pop it out. If you want the window open, maybe you're getting a nice breezy day. Maybe they're used to all of the breezes and stuff coming in from the bay and the ocean and Cape Side, and they just weren't getting it this time. I don't know. But it's the first time that I noticed everybody was sweating to death and nobody had the air conditioning unit on. I, know. I don't know i don't do good in heat i probably would have died that day me either jamie like it's been hot lately too and i can't deal with it especially at night i I'm really like, like sweater weather i really like being you know a hoodie or a sweater or you know something with long sleeves and big and baggy and comfortable same i don't like being sticky and overheated and like hot you can't breathe and your skin is usually red my skin's usually red at least and i'm a sweater like i i sweat like it's disgusting and especially too like if my nerve if i start to get nervous mm. i'll sweat even worse and that's like a different type of sweat your like nervous sweat is completely different than like i'm hot sweat like the smell is different it's worse it's terrible Bodies are so weird, okay? Mm. The functions that our bodies do is honestly probably scientifically really fascinating, but like on the outside, it's freaking gross. (laughs) Yeah, I and I just hate feeling that that feeling. I hate being uncomfortable like that. Oh, I feel like I need to just take another shower. You know what's really terrible? When you take a shower and then you get out of the shower and you're not even fully Mm. dressed yet and you're sweating again. That's disgusting. What's the point of even taking a shower? So Rob says to Andy, not in front of the KID, like such a scumbag. Like he's being so rude. He gives Joey a tip and he puts it directly in her front pocket. Like he's like touching her boob. Yeah, he's disgusting. And in front of Andy. And that's what makes me mad about Andy later. Mm-hmm. And even just then, because she's just she she sees how uncomfortable this guy makes Joey. And she's just like, eh, well, why are you trying to ruin this for me? I'm just trying to move on with my life. And but like, what? 
your friend's trying to help you avoid yeah. this scumbag and you just want to pull i don't know Andy just Andy, me angrier i just same. Uh, <laughs> i was like bye andy bye that i have to i'll give it to the writers when they're ready to be done with a character they do it right like <laughs> they, yeah they're like the audience they, is gonna hate your guts they're so good at making sure that we turn around and, and for the most part end up just being like oh, i've loved you last season you were like my favorite person and now i'm done with you wrote you off and ready to move on i don't even care you won't even come back into my brain later like they're so good at just making sure that us the audience is not going to be super mad at them for killing off a character at that point <laughs> it's amazing to me though that that's exactly what they're doing with her character because she was mm-hmm. really loved previously yeah, and now yeah. she's just like i can't stand her i really can't we're over it we're over her behavior yeah totally <laughs> over it it's so ridiculous to me he tells joey to go buy herself something pretty and she gives it back to him she tells him to save it for bail money and he speeds away in his boat and we see Andy saying bye to Joey. So she's looking kind of concerned now that they're leaving. Would you have taken the money? Probably. I probably wouldn't fucking care because money's money and she needs the money. I would have just been like, don't fucking touch me. And I would have just taken the money because it doesn't matter to him. It's like, Obviously. that's what he does. But like, I wouldn't care either way. I'd be like, yeah, give me your fucking money. <laughs> Whatever. You want to be a scumbag? Give me your money. I don't know. See, like... I'm torn on on it because I feel like while I could see, yeah, you're paying for your gas and the rest is like a really outrageous tip that could definitely be used for for groceries or buying myself something pretty because I like pretty things. But on the other hand, he's such a creep that I feel like he would find a way to use that against her later. Yeah, you know I, mean? I, agree. Like, I feel like he would hold it against her somehow. So I feel like she did the right thing for the situation. He's the owner. So she didn't need to take the money. Now, if it was like a random, you know, patron, I need the money for the gas. If he like left while I went to go get the change, I feel like then I'd probably donate the money or buy the entire, like the other employees, like food or something with it. Like I would not use it for myself. (laughs) You're really nice. (laughs) I'm so glad you think so. Cause sometimes I I think like, I feel (laughs) I feel like I could be like a real bitch, but then I see these things. I'm like, maybe I just think I'm mean. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, I would just take it. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm the one who did the work. What did they do? <laughs> I just, I just feel like somebody always wants something from you. And there's always some kind of stipulation, to everything. Like nothing is ever as good as like, if it's, if it's that good, it's probably too good to be true. You know what I mean? There's just. I feel like there's always a catch. So mm-hmm. like, I'm always trying to be proactive about certain thoughts. Like, okay, if she took that money, he's such a creep. He would definitely use that against her later. You know what I mean? Or if it was some random person, what would be the best way to handle it? So she's not using it for herself. And me, I would just donate it. Like I've gotten tips before for uh, my old job, which we weren't even supposed to accept. And I'd be like, oh no, th- no, no. And they're like, oh no, take it. And then I'm like, okay. And I just donate it to the, you know, the animal orphanage or whatever charity box was sitting there. <laughs> St. Jamie. <laughs> I don't know. I just would feel bad for keeping it. Like I'm, I don't know. I so I donate it. I donate it to the less fortunate animals usually. So now it's dark out and we see Henry putting a blanket down on the grass. And we see that he's reading things that he wrote on the palm of his hand for when he talks to Jen. 
and he's like talking to himself. He keeps telling himself, don't puke, don't puke, don't puke. I was laughing. I I know he's so funny. Mm -hmm. And we see Jen come up behind him and she asks him if he's okay. And he can't talk. And she says, gulp once for yes, twice for no. So he gulps once and she says, she says, okay, good. Uh, She asks him what's on his hand and he's like, nothing. So he says, Jen, you're awesome. You look awesome. You smell awesome. Everything about you is awesome. I just wanted you to know that. I wrote, he looks really cute in his outfit and he's wearing a little choker. (laughs) I love the 90s. I know he could pull it off too. So we should bring chokers back. I think they're trying to. My niece wears them all the time. I bought her so many. She like loves them. I need more because the one that I have is from, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. (laughs) And it's, it's not as tight. It's like kind of loose. It doesn't like scrunch back in the way that it should. Oh yeah. (sighs) And I used to have one. I I bet you I still do. It's on my beanie baby. And it's, it's, it's black with these really pretty blue little like beads oh i want to go find it my beanie baby's wearing it (laughs) (laughs) do you remember like everybody wore chokers back then yes honestly i love them i still wear mine every now and again i just don't live in them like i used to i love my choker it gives me something to wear on my neck besides (laughs) dangling necklaces that i couldn't pull that look off no you have a beard that'd be weird (laughs) (laughs) but henry looked cute in it i liked it well henry didn't have a beard And he's and he's super cute. He's he's a lot cuter than I am. Oh please! So, <laughs> um, Jen starts laughing and she says, "Good to know." So, what are you doing here? And he says, "Hanging out, same thing you're doing." So Jen tells him that she's waiting for Jack, and Henry tells Jen that Jack couldn't make it. So Jen's starting to catch on and tells Henry to tell her what's going on, and he tells her about the plan that Jack came up with. And Jen tells Henry that she knows he's new at this being all of what, 14? And he looks really hurt and he says, 15. (laughs) (laughs) And she tells him that a date is a consensual prearrangement. Don't forget the part where you ask me. So she leaves and she's like walking really weird. And it reminded me me when we used to say how she walks so weird. (laughs) She walks weird sometimes. We love her. She just walks weird. It makes me smile. (laughs) Yeah, she was, she was walking weird. So Henry looks sad. He collects his stuff and he leaves. So now we see Eve walking down the dock and Pacey and Dawson are still following her. Uh, We see that she gets on a boat and (laughs) we see her in shadow from the boat she's changing and she's literally doing the most to change out of this little bra and this like dress this little like skinny I think it dress. was a bait she was wearing a bathing suit top that's what she was taking off so mm-hmm. eve comes out of the boat and she's wearing this like tight little pink dress that looks like a it reminded me of like one of those bath towels that you put on <laughs> yes you know what i mean yes <laughs> like a yes. wraparound thing yeah yeah like my they, mom used yeah. to wear that shit when i was like a little kid <laughs> they're literally like <laughs> It's a towel material, but it's a dress. Yeah. Yeah. Terry so cloth? I, maybe, maybe it was made out of terry cloth, but hers was like not, but it was like skin tight. <laughs> she looked good though. Well, she did. Yeah. And the boys' tongues are like literally like rolling out of their mouth. Pretty sure they were like drooling. It was like the wolf from the mask where the tongue rolls out and the <laughs> eyes were like, Wooga, you know? Yeah. That was me. That was me last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so. Pacey tells him that Eve is in dire need of following. So Dawson's like, yeah, you go follow her. He's going to check the boat. And that's fine by Pacey. We see the boat. It's a total mess. She's a slob. 
Yeah. And Jesus, Bob, I thought I was bad. Oh my God, there was shit everywhere. I was getting so anxious thinking about or looking at it. I was like, oh my God, like at least fold your clothes, Eve. And like her food was just like sitting out. Um, we see that Dawson finds a picture of a young blonde girl. And then we hear somebody say, hands up, you're under arrest. Uh, Dawson, Dawson turns around and we see that a deputy Doug pointing a gun at him. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. You know what's crazy about it? Doug's always pointing guns at people and they're never like never based. He he does because he point he does point a gun at everybody, but that that's exactly my point. Doug is pointing a gun at Dawson and Dawson's not even faced. He's just like, huh? Why are you here? <laughs> and, yeah, and then he like slips the, the picture in his pocket, like, oh, okay, I gotta go deal with this cop now pointing a gun at me. Let me steal this picture. <laughs> yeah. Like he he <laughs> it's just it's just Doug with a gun. It's fine. I know. He's like he's, he's not, not actually he's not gonna shoot me. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they had him back for this episode though. I know. I don't know. They were probably like, we gotta get we gotta get Doug back in this episode. <laughs> I, I missed him a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. I don't really have a I don't, I don't I feel like, either way about them. I just like some of the banter that we get between Pacey and Doug. Not like the negative stuff, but like the banter we're about to have when Pacey comes and mm-hmm. saves, you know, Dawson. Uh, that's that's what I miss. So we find out from Doug that the boat that Dawson was on belongs to an elderly couple that uh, usually just come to Cape Side in the summer. And he also mentions that they're looking for a person who stole a speedboat a few weeks ago and went on a joyride. So he asked Dawson if all this has to do with his femme fatale. So this is what I was questioning earlier. So if they're looking for the person who's on this elderly couple's boat and there's uh, a related incident with a stolen speedboat, why wouldn't they be watching this boat that belongs to the elderly couple and then they'll find out who it was? Like they'll know that it's her. Yeah, I I see what you're saying because Doug was really delayed at like being there. Like they're not obviously. It must not be like a super high priority that they don't have. You know, somebody staking the place out. Literally, two teenagers are staking the place out right now, and Doug is just five steps behind. Um, I have a question. Uh So they said that the elderly couple that owns this boat's like 80 years old. Mm -hmm. That's really old. (laughs) Some people are like a spry 80, 80 years old. <laughs> I know like one 80-year-old person right now who's actually 80 and I'm trying to think of this person handling a boat as a scary thought. <laughs> I mean, I need to meet more 80-year-olds, I guess. I got I needed like bigger consensus. I need to see. <laughs> I did think I did think 80 80s kind of pushing it. Excessive. 60s, 70s, <laughs> maybe more 60s. 60s I think was more like believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even 70s, I would say. But yeah. Even yeah, the early, like early 70s. Yeah, for sure. But like your 80s. Yeah, I agree. It was a little like. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> Is your grandson or your son the one that's, you know, driving the boat and you just own it? Like maybe, maybe. I don't know. Also, if the police are staking out this boat and they're trying they to figure seen out. Her before Dawson got in. That's what I'm seeing. They're not, they're not doing it right well no they could also assume that whoever's on the boat is a relative of the elderly couple too but they don't know for sure unless they like reached out to the elderly couple and were like do you know this person that's staying on your boat true we don't know how uh that case 
ended up on Doug's lap. Why are we better detectives than the Cape Side Police Department? <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. We were asking the right questions. That's why. <laughs> so stupid. Doug's worried about, you know, the laundromat and giving out parking tickets. I know. And not being gay. <laughs> and and not being gay, yeah. As he screams it out loud. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> For the last time. Yes, you are, Doug. So at this point, Pacey comes down the dock just in time to save Dawson. Because Doug's like asking him so many questions. Interrogating him, if you will. Mm-hmm. So Doug calls Pacey an imbecile, pretty much. And Pacey tells Doug that despite Dawson's dapper appearance, he doesn't play for his team and he's just going to have to find another date to the policeman's ball. (laughs) And Doug says, he goes, little brother. The way he said it was so funny. It was like, little brother. (laughs) It was a choice. Um, Doug tells Pacey that his obsession with his sexuality is just plain weird now. And am I going to have to talk to dad again? (laughs) Oh, Daddy, you can't even handle your own business. You got to go run to daddy. And I'm sure his dad thinks he's gay, but he won't ever admit to it because his fa- oh. their father is so like stone Isn't Doug like the perfect son? Oh, yeah. Gordon. Prodigal son. Pacey's the fuck up, right? So Dougie can do no wrong. When he comes out, they're going to be like, wow, I have two fuck ups. <laughs> <laughs> so Pacey tells Doug, it may not be today. And it may not be tomorrow. And it may not even be the day after that. But one of these days, you're going to open up the mailbox and that advocate cover story will be yours. The title will be Good Cop, Gay Cop, The Dougie Witter Story. (laughs) And this is when he yells, I'm not gay. (laughs) And he tells both the boys to get off his dock. So Dawson asks Pacey about Eve and he tells Dawson that she got away from him. She's squirrely, that one. She got away from me. Um, so now we're at the brand new Rialto, which looks exactly like the old Rialto from the pilot. <laughs> and they're watching the movie Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's how old this show is. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Really? It's funny. I'm it's sure really- it is. Well, first, he's funny. first of all, Martin Lawrence is hilarious. Yeah. So um, I just it's it's really, really funny. And I asked Terry, because he was sitting next to me when I was watching this part of the episode, did you, did you ever watch Blue Streak? He goes, no. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> My family, we're really big movie people. We're always, we're watching movies, action movies, romance movies, sci-fi movies, everything. It didn't matter. That's what, that's what we did. Like most families have like family game night. We had family movie night. We would watch movie, popcorn, eat ice cream. We're like Dawson Leary. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Only just not with horror movies. Or a film noir. Men in Black or something. Not that that's horror because it's really not. But that Edgar suit scene scared my brother every time. Is it a comedy? I thought it was like a a sci-fi thing. It's like a sci-fi comedy. Because Will Smith is more of a comedian. Whatever. I don't know. I've never actually seen Men in Black straight through, I have to tell you. Oh, Steven. (laughs) Jamie. Men in Black. Honestly, the first one's the only one that... I mean, the other ones were fine, but the first one's really good. Um, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. <laughs> Hello, Casey Becker from Scream. <laughs> the Edgar, the Edgar suit scene used to give my brother nightmares. I used to run down the hallway and wait for the scene to be over. Oh my god, I'll have to watch it. <laughs> it's so funny. 
So, yeah, we're at the Rialto. We see Joey looking around for Andy. She peeks in the theater and she sees Rob sitting alone. He's like looking for Andy. And we see Andy appear and she starts going on about being on a date with Rob Logan. His father is a senator. They're loaded. Not that that matters, but it doesn't hurt either. And he's so cute, Joey. So Joey's like, slow down, Andy. So she tells her that Rob Logan is not a good guy. And she says he's a creep to the exponential degree. So Andy tells Joey that not everybody minds being looked at as a sexual object. And I said, shut the fuck up, Andy. Here we go. Andy has sex with one person over the summer. And now she's an expert. She just lost her virginity. She lost her virginity to to Pacey like a while ago. They were doing it for a while. And then she went into the hospital. So she's had at least two partners. Yeah, but that doesn't make you an expert. I'm not saying she's an expert, but she's probably more knowledgeable than everybody but Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How many guys has Jen slept with? Jesus, I wonder. We will never know. No. <laughs> so Joey's trying to be a good friend, and Andy asks why Joey's trying to ruin this for her. So Joey says she's not trying to ruin anything. She's just trying to let her know what kind of guy Rob is. And Andy comes back with, Joey... Guys are hardly your area of expertise. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, here we go. She says, between Dawson and my gay brother, you're not exactly sophisticated when it comes to dealing with guys. And Joey's like, get a grip. This isn't about me. And Andy says, it is because she's still fixated on Dawson. And she's so closed off to new experiences that when a guy even looks at her, she freaks out. So I did not agree with that at all. She's not fixated on Dawson. She's not at all. I mean, I feel like she's got a level head. She's not like following him around all moony eyed. No, she had a slight moment in the premiere where she was like, you know, trying. She was trying desperately by mm-hmm. throwing herself at him. And thankfully, he was like, this is not the right thing to do. Yeah. We can't keep going on like this. So I don't know. Andy's just being a fucking bitch. She tells Joey that staying in every Friday isn't going to get him back. I was like, wow. I would have just been like, all right, well, have fun with your creepy boyfriend. I'm leaving. I would have said, go fuck yourself, Andy. I don't need this. I'm trying to be a friend to you because this guy's a, a rotten, disgusting guy that I have to deal with every single day. And if you don't want to listen to me, your friend, then fuck off. Go do whatever. That's what I would say. I mean... I feel like I'd be a lot nicer about it. I'd just be like, listen, this is the issues that I've been having with this person. I don't know how well you think you know him, but just be careful. Do you have a bottle of mace with you? If not, here's mine. Look, I would only be that rude because Andy's being condescending. Yeah, I know. And it's hard to... It's hard to not match them on that level, but sometimes you need to take a break and just get it out. And this is what drives me crazy when I watch dramas and I see the one person that's just kind of like being mean and the other person's like, listen, I'm here for a legitimate reason, not because of whatever bullshit's coming out of your mouth right now. But they're usually too passive aggressive and they don't say anything. And that just drives me nuts because all I want to do is be like, shut up, listen to me for 30 seconds. This is what's happening. This is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Great. Bye. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, I get it. Sometimes it it just because people don't communicate and they let, you know, whatever their emotions take over, that that's when all this misunderstanding happens. And I get it. That's what causes the drama. And we need that drama that we got to, you know, keep watching because it grabs onto your heart and your gut and you have to just, you know, binge. You just 
You just binge them, okay? That's what I do is I binge them and I'm traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so, you know, that's what I'm saying. All right. So, so Joey says, and going out with this Nimrod is helping you get over Pacey. So Andy cuts her off and says that I'm moving on with my life. Of all people, I thought you'd understand and just be there for me. I guess I was wrong. So Andy leaves. Joey's left confused. We see Andy sit down in the theater with Rob. She's late. He tells her she missed the previews with all the dancing candy. And now we hear Joey coming in down the aisle. She sits down next to Andy. And Andy's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Like, leave. And she's got all this food. Like, she bought the whole concession stand, which is hilarious because it probably cost her like $100. (laughs) Joey tells her, you can psychoanalyze me all you want, but I'm not leaving you alone with him. And she makes a comment about the cheese on top of the nachos. And she like offers the nachos to Rob, which is funny. She's like, it's like its own cheese food group. (laughs) She goes, want some? The way she did was funny. And then she like, holds out goobers and she offers goobers to rob <laughs> which is funny it was a quick scene it was a quick scene but it, uh, the goobers part made me laugh because i was like ah, she's like calling him a goober and i kind of wish that word would make a comeback goober yeah kimmy goobler <laughs> kimmy, kimmy goobler. gibbler gibbler but this is a goober you're a goober it's like i know <laughs> so now we're at Graham's, and we see jack looking in the fridge for some food. Graham tells him there's ice cream in the freezer. Jack says he knows he's been eating them out of house and home since he started playing football. He wishes that he could just earn his keep somehow. And Graham says, but you are. You're making my granddaughter happy. Happier than I've ever seen her in quite a long while. And we hear the door slam. And Graham says, Jennifer, you scared me half to death. So then Jen (laughs) looks really pissed. And she's like, I'm sorry, Grams. Getting surprised really sucks, doesn't it, Jack? Chen says, how does it work, Jack? Do you take cash or credit card? And is it just Henry? Or am I going to have to service the entire football team? So Jack's like, calm down, Jen. Like, you're overreacting. And Grams wants to know what's going on. And Jack says that he thought he was doing a favor for a friend. So he set them up and he thought it would be romantic. So Jen says, about as romantic as a card, Jack. And Jack says, he's, he's just a kid. He's a nice kid and he likes you. So Jen says, he stares at me like I'm a pornographic fantasy come to life. And Jack's like, because he's infatuated with you, Jen. She's so like, I don't even know. Like every time something like that happens, she just kind of goes to the extreme. Like, oh, are you selling me off? Oh, they just want me for one thing. Like she's, I don't know. I'm wondering now if Jen was a part of like a trafficking thing or something where. I don't know. She's definitely like almost borderline traumatized or she's just yeah. she's just assuming at this point that like her history is what's prompting people yeah. to like her you know what i mean like nobody genuinely likes her so she thinks that there's a reason behind it you know what i mean because they think they're going to get some that's the only reason why like it just kind of goes to show how sometimes you know she takes herself she doesn't believe anybody actually likes her well that's the other thing jack is her best friend yeah he why would would- why he would never do something to her so that it looked like she, he was trying to pawn her off on somebody and, yeah. and like taking money for it. Like that was a little over, over the, um, the top over the top. Yeah. Trust issues like, much Jen trust issues much. Yeah. I would have just been like, you know, that's really nice that he tried to do this, but like, you know, I'm just not into you, Henry. Like that's all she had to say or just let it go. But she didn't have to come and slam in doors and acting like, you know, 
She was so devastated by it. Yeah. And Jen says, I'm not infatuated with him. And I've told you that a thousand times and you didn't listen to me. And you took his side. And Jack's like, I didn't take anybody's side. And she says, you want to get your little football buddy lucky? Well, sorry. (laughs) He's like, that's not even what I want, Jen. (laughs) I just thought it would be like nice for you guys to hang out. (laughs) I'm being a matchmaker. Yeah. So now we're at Dawson's. We hear the, the noir music playing again. And Eve is sitting in his window. And it's all filmed very noir, like with the camera angles and everything. Sure. And <laughs> it's all like crooked. Like the way that they had her in the window, it was all crooked. It was like, this is the crooked. That's what crooked means. <laughs> oh, is that what that means? Yeah, crooked. Okay. <laughs> Eve tells Dawson that she wants her picture back. And he says he wants some answers, why she's lying about everything. And she says that he has every right to ask those questions. And the answers are forthcoming. And he tells her that he's sick and tired of being toyed with. Ever since you slam danced your way into my life, I wrecked my father's boat. <laughs> and she tells, she tells him it was worth every penny. And he tells her it's just been one disaster after another. And she's like, I turned a dork into a stud in a matter of weeks. This is my thank you. No, wait. <laughs> I don't understand that line, first of all. She, she turns the dork into a stud. How? It's not like all of these women are crawling after Dawson just because, you know, some blonde chick was interested. It has to do with him on the stage, half naked with her. I guess, but but nothing came out of it besides a bunch of laughs and everybody knowing. Everybody was like, oh yeah, Dawson, you're a stud. Dawson's the man. Yeah. That got busted. But yet it hasn't amounted to anything. It's like it was completely forgotten about an hour later. I don't know. I guess it helps cred a little bit, but yeah, you're right. We don't really see anything Mm-mm. like progress from it. No. He says that her amoral routine is getting old. And she says, Is that what you think I am? Amoral. <laughs> and he says, either that or a criminal. Sticks and stones, Dawson. When she wants her picture back again. And he wants to know for the last time what he was doing in Grams's house. And she says, looking for something to steal for bus money out of here. Now give it to me. And he says, not until you tell me why a faded old snapshot could mean so much to someone as cold and detached as you. <laughs> I was like, she already answered you. Just give her the fucking picture. Now right? you have another question. <laughs> I was like, that's not how it works. Um, In Dawson's world, it does. <laughs> He's like, I asked the questions. She starts to look kind of normal now. Like he kind of hurt her feelings. And now yeah. she's starting to come down off of this like fake eve thing she's got going a little bit well, yeah sort of she but tells I don't believe her but we, we probably should at this round <laughs> yeah like i so everything that i'm gonna say that she talks about i do believe her but when we get to the end of the scene i don't know if i still believe her or not so she tells him that she was never a student that she's been squatting in the boat and the picture is of her mother whom she's never met and that picture is her only clue and she goes into the story about how she found the picture in the attic looking for wrapping paper. And I wrote, this is all very Sam Carpenter from Scream 5. And if you saw Scream 5, you would know. <laughs> That's how she found out who her real father was. She was looking for uh, wrapping paper or Christmas decorations in the attic. And she found out who he was. <laughs> <laughs> Eve says she asked her parents and she found out that she was adopted. He says, like, how did you handle it? She says, I did nothing. And it just kind of crept up on me to start looking for the missing pieces of the puzzle. And he asks her why she's in Cape Side. And she says, 
The only thing she knows about her mother is that she lived near the ocean, so she's been traveling up and down the eastern seaboard asking questions along the way, hoping to get lucky. And he says, well, have you? She says, depends on what you mean. And she says, no, Dawson, I haven't found her. Not yet, anyway, at least not here, which means it's time for me to move on. So ends another installment in my melodrama. And Dawson tells her it's more of a movie of the week than a film noir with an edge. And he says, with a lot of edge. He says, call me gullible, but this time I actually believe you. And she thanks him and she says she calls him a sweet boy. And she admits to him that she played with him. And she says that she moves into a new town and the chances are I'm not staying forever. So I play a role. That way, no one can get close to me. And most guys are content with me being the actress. But you dug at me. (laughs) You wanted to see inside my screwed up little soul. And he says, well, once you get past the lying and the stealing and using sex as a weapon, there's a lot of good stuff in there. So now they're having like a laugh together. And she says, I hope I didn't do anything irredeemable. But I hope you think of me once in a while and smile. He says, well, riding my father's boat will elicit at least a giddy grin or three. Oh, my God. I don't know how these kids talked when they like were doing their lines. I can't even read it. And it's right in front of me. (laughs) And she says, maybe I'll even get a footnote in the unauthorized biography. And he tells her she might warrant a whole chapter. I'll be checking the credits, Dawson. So she like climbs out the window and she's gone. I was like, she didn't like give him even like a kiss goodbye. (laughs) And not even like a blown one, you know, <laughs> not even a blowjob. <laughs> well, the last time that almost or did occur, he crashed a boat. So well, what can happen now? He was in his bedroom <laughs> where, where it's the most appropriate place to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. They cut to Dawson's face and he's just like, bye. And he's got this like shit eating grin on his face. Um, So now we cut to Jen laying on the grass alone and Jack comes up and says, should I follow my sword now or wait until the battle's over? And Jen's like, what do I care? Either way, you're, you're a dead man. And (laughs) (laughs) so Jack's like, you got this whole Henry thing wrong. I didn't do it for him. I did it for you. And he tells her that he wanted her to know that things that she wants are there for the taking. If she just believes she deserved them. (laughs) I was like, what does that mean? She doesn't want Henry, though. Not yet. And Jen's like, you don't get it. This was our place. Doesn't that mean something to you, Jack? And he says, of course it does. But don't you want more? And she's like, no, not from us. And she explains that she had boyfriends and lovers. But what she's never had was a boy who was first and last a friend. Someone who liked me for me. Unless you've decided to be bisexual. And she says, I think you're setting me up was a lot more about you than it was about me. And he's like, I don't have a secret crush on Henry. I was like, I'd be like, I, I do. <laughs> Not so much a secret now. Uh, I have a crush on Henry. Henry, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Please wear your choker. It was cute. So she says, neither do I, but that's not what I'm talking about. And she says, maybe it's you who's lonely for the relationship. So he's like, you know, maybe I am. This isn't exactly New York where gay kids are tripping over each other coming out of the closet. This is Capeside. Gay population is one. It's me. I'm it. And I was like, Jack, don't give yourself that much credit. There's probably so many closeted people on Capeside. Jack <laughs> like, doesn't know. You're not the only gay. I'm sure there's a gay club somewhere you could go to. <laughs> He's like, gay population one. Me. I'm it. Everybody oh. knows I'm the gay only gay person in Capeside. I don't know if there's a gay club in Capeside, but it's surely one of the surrounding 
you know, townships <laughs> might have one. Uh, also, if Mr. Gold moved, uh, Jack, you're not the only gay person. And we all know that, uh, what's his face? The teacher that Pacey spit in his face. Um, oh, yeah, that English teacher, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. What was his name again? I can't even remember right um... now. <laughs> uh, Peters? Peterson? Peterson's class? Something like that. Uh, we all know that he was a, a big queen, let's be honest. Um, and I really do think that the teacher that was there, like economics teacher who set them all up for like partnered them up to be like married and stuff. Yeah. I think, think he was, was too. Gay too. <laughs> all the teachers, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All the fucking teachers that you all of the teachers got it you're exactly right <laughs> i mean you're like i mean this one and that one and that one might as well just say the, all the teachers that's like a prerequisite they have to be they're the only people i can think of <laughs> i'm sure that there's like a hair salon in capeside somewhere that that hired a gay man to do hair please all right jack like chill out <laughs> so jen tells them that he's going to have a fantastic love life and it's going to be awesome and terrifying. And when it happens, it's going to change your whole life. And he's like, easy for you to say. And she says, sometimes you have to have faith that sometimes things happen when they at least expect it. And I say that all the time. Oh, um, that's like that saying, like, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. True. Like, don't ever put things, you know, in permanent marker because things change all the time. And... You really never know what's going to happen in life. It's crazy. So we see the sprinklers come on again. And Jen says, see what I mean? <laughs> now it's the next day. Andy's walking down the dock to talk to Joey. And she tells Andy, stud puppy's not here yet. You must have kept him out pretty late last night. Andy's telling Joey that nothing happened. She's like, not that I owe you an, an explanation, but he walked me to my front door and he was a perfect gentleman. And Joey's like, yeah, he's a prince. All right. Prince of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> So we see Rob appear and he asks Joey if she's slacking off on the job again. And Andy's like, mm, we're just having a little girl talk rap. So he says, so last night was quite a threesome. Only next time he wants to be in the middle. Ugh, he's such a slime ball. <laughs> so he says that and then he gets into the whole next thing, which is so fucked up. So he asks Joey why she wasn't working since they're open until eight last night. And Joey tells him that nobody comes in after seven. And he knows that. And he says, just answer the question potter so she turns around and she says yeah we usually stay open until eight on fridays and he tells her she's fired fires her right there on the spot yep and she's like what and he tells her he's in charge and it's unacceptable to close early without permission and she says oh yeah and that's really why you're firing me isn't it rob and he says spare me the adolescent mini drama you're fired because you closed early end of story like that's not even an excuse to close i mean to fire somebody and Andy gets involved and she says, Joey can explain. It's all just a big misunderstanding. And Joey's like, don't even bother. And she starts to leave. And Rob says, nice working with you, Potter. So Joey comes back and she says, you know what, Rob? The day you're out of whack libido lands you in so deep that not even daddy can save your ass. Don't call me as a character witness. Rotten hell. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob doesn't care. He's such a fucking creep and he's so smug. He's like literally just smiling when he is a creep. He just likes to piss her off. 
he's such a he's such a scumbag he's like talking about having a threesome and everything and then he's like you're fired and he's just like huh you know i don't know by the end of it though she's sort of like i can't believe that happens i don't know i don't think she's going to be going out with rob anymore uh no i agree i just just annoyed me so now we're at graham's we see dawson is bringing over an air conditioner mm-hmm. and the shirt he was wearing in the scene i had the same exact shirt it's so funny as soon as i saw it i recognized it immediately um he brings the air conditioner into another room and he like drops it on the floor by mistake <laughs> so he like bends down yeah. to go like pick it up and he looks over and he sees a picture with grams and a young blonde woman so grams comes in and gives him like a drink and dawson asks her who the who he says who's that in that picture and graham says that's the lord jesus christ as interpreted by one of our <laughs> Yeah, she, like, goes off the rails on that one. We're like, no, no grams. Not the hand-drawn picture of it that, you know, from a five-year-old, no. It was so funny. I thought it was so funny. Um, I mean, it's funny that that's, like, the first thing that she thinks that he's talking about. Because I would have been like, oh, the picture on the table of, like, actual people. I know. Well, (laughs) and why did she have those pictures up on her wall? (laughs) That was so weird. From a child. Yeah, but Probably you put it on the fridge. Church. I yeah, it was. Know. He was in. He's in their Sunday school. That's what she said. Because it's because it's Jesus. Because it's Jesus. <laughs> I'm surprised she doesn't have a shrine or something somewhere. Um. So yeah, Dawson says no. The picture below, and Graham sounds a little less thrilled. He <laughs> says, "That's that's my daughter. That's my daughter Helen. She can't be more than 18 there, as I recall. It was right before she went away to college." And he says, so that's Jen's mom. I have only but one daughter, Dawson Leary. (laughs) So Dawson like swallows hard and he's like, "Uh uh-oh. Jen has a sister. (laughs) Yeah. So the next episode is called Secrets and Lies. So wait, so Graham's reaction to her daughter in this picture at that time, right before she went away to college, would be her having... Uh, like disapproval of her daughter having a baby and possibly giving it up for adoption or giving it up for adoption, right? Would you say I, that? Yeah, I mean, maybe we don't know what Grams knows and what she doesn't know. You know what I mean? Does she know that her daughter had a baby out of wedlock, and maybe Grams is the reason that she gave it up, or was she unhappy that that her daughter gave it up, and that's why they're like at odds? Yeah, I don't think Grams would tell her to give it up though, because no. she's still religious. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll find out, I guess. But that was the episode. <laughs> Final <laughs> thoughts on the episode, Jamie? I I liked it. Andy's really turning a corner for me, which really sucks because I really liked Andy. But she's just starting to make me, she's making me angry. <laughs> making me angry. Um, yeah. That's really, I mean, I don't know. I liked it. I'm very curious because I really don't remember what happens with the whole thing with eve and jen and i feel like they do meet but i really don't remember like the circumstances around it and i don't think it's like a thing that lasts i really can't remember i don't either i don't remember (laughs) i don't remember anything so and it's funny to say because like i i love this season but i love the season when it's more focused on joey and pacey and the rest of it just kind of started to fade away to me (laughs) yeah a part of me feels like she just disappears that's it yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's there's something that happens and she ends up going back home. or And nothing's resolved, though. Never. Maybe they say, well, mom's in New York, so 
Here's the address. <laughs> Maybe. Hi. Tell her, tell her her estranged slut of a daughter says hi. Oh, wait, she's got two of those now. Oh, my God. They're just like her mother. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. (laughs) No, we're not slut shaming. No. I I, I said in the beginning of this episode, I liked this episode. I thought it was really good. I thought it was, it was good for all the characters and their storylines in this. And I liked the whole noir feel of it with the music and the, way it was filmed i thought it was good i feel like we should do a poll to find out how many times steven has said noir throughout this entire episode <laughs> like you know how <laughs> you know how we always had like during the like events you would always have like this jar of candy yeah. like m&ms or something and it's like guess how many are in here and the person closest would get a prize i feel like we should do something <laughs> that could be a giveaway there we go. How many people, how many times does Steven say noir now? I'm going to have to like keep track of it now. When I go back and listen to I it. I mean, I don't know how fair that's going to be. Cause if we have some, de- if we have like really determined listeners, they're just going to listen to our episode again. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> we'll have to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's it though. That's the episode. The only thing I want to get out there is to just join our Facebook group. And we want people to be more engaged, especially the people who listen to the show. So it would mean a lot to us. Engage with us, people. The link. Steven and I talk enough as it is. We need we need more, you know? <laughs> I mean, we're happy to tell you all the talking. We're holding it down right now. Anyway, so yeah, join our Facebook group. The mm-hmm. link is in our link tree, which is in our bio on everything. So mm-hmm. you'll see it there. But yeah. Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? So my bookstagram is on Instagram at jlynn underscore book lover. And then, I mean, from there, you can get to any of the social medias, including our Facebook group, which is still brand new and a baby. Um, And also Twitter, everything. It's all there. Beautiful. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do that at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And now on Facebook at Creek Talk Podcast, link is in our link tree. And if you would like to send us your feedback or any type of fun story, send that to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. We will greatly appreciate it. Yeah, guys, keep listening to us. We love you. We appreciate it so much. We we really do appreciate it. The amount of like downloads that we've been getting and like influx of of followers and even people that are engaging, which we see you, we know you, we hear you, we love you. Um, You know, so just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And stick around. It's only going to get better from here. I know we still got a lot more to go. All right. Well, with that, we appreciate you listening. We hope you have a great weekend. Yes. And stay tuned next week for another episode. We'll be back next Friday. See you guys then. All right. Bye.